<laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, this is Preacher Talk, amen. Are uh, we excited about what God's going to do tonight? You pray for us, and you pray for me as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Joe, would you pray for us? Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for another night, God, uh, where we get together, yes, together and, and fellowship, God, and um, talk with one another, God, and learn yes, from an experienced veteran of the cross. God, I want to thank you for Brother Clement taking the time out of his night to uh, get on here and to talk with us and to encourage us, God. I pray yes. that you would just uh, pour out a blessing on him and his family for him doing that. God, I pray for each person that's going to be listening tonight. God, I pray yes. that you would... Uh, anoint their ears, God, and anoint their hearts that, God, they'll take what Brother Clemens says and we'll take what Brother Clemens says, apply it to our lives. We may be better Christians and better servants for you, God. I pray that, Lord, most of all, if there's one that's listening tonight that's lost, God, that's never mm -hmm. accepted you as their Savior, God, I pray that tonight would be the night, God, where they get saved, God, where they accept you as their personal Savior. And yes. Lord, we'll be careful to give you the glory, honor, and praise because, God, you're the only one that's worthy of it. God, we thank you so, so much for all that you do for us. Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' sweet name, I pray. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, if you have not already noticed, our special guest for tonight is uh, Brother Clement Chappelle from uh, Gary, Indiana, uh, the Sunrise Baptist Church. And uh, we are excited to have him on with us this week. Uh, I know Brother Clement is a, is a great uh, hero to, to us and a mentor to us. So, uh, Brother Clement, we're going to let you kind of introduce yourself and give a give a testimony of the challenge for us, and then uh, we'll ask you some questions after that. Okay. Uh, well, of course, everybody knows my name is Clement Chappelle, and uh, uh, really, uh, we was talking a few moments ago, uh, and uh, about how good God is. And so, I'm actually from Chicago. I was born uh, in Selma, Alabama. Uh, this is going to shock some of y'all, but 1965, 65. So, I've been through five decades. Uh, so, uh, but that's when I was born. And uh, then we moved to Chicago uh, when I was uh, one year old. And so I lived in Chicago, grew up on the west side of Chicago. And uh, so uh, there I uh, got involved. Well, I got saved there in Chicago when I was about seven, eight years old, uh, over there on the west side, Liverstone Baptist Church. And so uh, when I was 11, I started hanging around the wrong people, uh, got involved with uh, drugs and alcohol, all that kind of stuff. And, and then I was uh, 17 years old. I remember uh, sitting in the church. And made a conscious decision. And I said, you know what? I'm going to really serve God uh, when I get older. Uh, and to me, back then, older was a 30. Uh, 30 is not old now. Uh, so that's what I said. But I didn't realize uh, that for the next uh, uh, six years, up to I was 23, uh, that I get involved in so many different things, uh, from the drugs, the alcohol, cocaine, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so finally, I decided, you know what? I said, I got to get myself straight and get my life turned around. And so I figured, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to move uh, down south. And uh, I figured, you know, hey, ain't no drug down south. I mean, you know, uh, nobody doing drugs down south. Uh, so I moved to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, that's where my dad lived at. Uh, and then I found out uh, they were doing uh, more drugs in Chattanooga than they were doing in Chicago. Uh, I didn't, that's how, that's how small-minded I was. Uh, I thought it was just in certain areas, but it was in Chattanooga too. And so then I left Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, moved down to uh, to uh, Norcross, North Jordan, uh, about 25 miles north of Atlanta. And so uh, when I moved there, uh, then I uh, started working. There were jobs all over the place. And so uh, long story short, uh, I met my wife there. And so we started going to a church called Galilean Baptist Church. Uh, Dr. Talbot Moore was the pastor. And so I uh, went that Sunday. 
uh, when I went in there on that Sunday, uh, you know, I'm straight from Chicago. So, hey, you know, I walk in there, I got that attitude, you know, I mean, what's up, what y'all got to say? And so I uh, had my earrings, ponytail, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, he started preaching the word of God. And man, I tell you what, I've heard a lot of fiery preaching, uh, but he had a lot of content, a lot of content. And so I uh, came back when I left, got my brand new Suzuki sidekick, this 1989. I got my Suzuki sidekick. And I remember just trembling and shaking. And I'm like, man, what in the world's wrong with me? I didn't understand Holy Ghost conviction. I thought that when somebody was, was shouting and rolling on the floor and all this kind of stuff, they had the Holy Ghost. Because people would say back then, uh, so-and-so got the Holy Ghost. Well, I didn't know if I wanted the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, So uh, uh, I didn't realize that when you get saved, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so I came back uh, to the evening service. Uh, the assistant pastor was preaching, uh, Brother Hardiman. Uh, he preached the same word of God. Uh, before I knew it, I came run down the aisle. I knelt down at the altar, and man, God just changed my whole life. Uh, and so got involved in church. Uh, this is 1989. Got in the choir, uh, knocking on doors. I didn't know what knocking on doors was uh, because uh, the only people I, I ever saw knocking on doors was Joe Witness. So I thought, I said, that's 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 weird. You know, I mean, that's not how I grew up, you know. So, but man, we got knocking on doors, invite folks to church, and and man, it was awesome. Got involved in the bus ministry Thursday night. Um, visitation. I was involved in everything, uh, but I wasn't fulfilled enough. I wanted to do some more, some more. And God began to build my heart about preaching. And so I ran from, from God for about about uh, about four months. Uh, I, I knew God wasn't calling me. Uh, he could be calling me. And so I finally, on a Sunday after a Sunday afternoon, uh, Dr. Moore preached. I told my wife, y'all going to the house. I'm going to stay at the church. And I said, I'm going to stay here. I got to get some things settled with God. And so, uh, because this is this is what was going on. I, I I would enjoy the service, but as soon as we dismissed, I was miserable. I was miserable, and I know why I was miserable. You know, because I I I kind of pushed aside preaching. But man, I stayed that afternoon, pray at the altars. Man, I I I I confessed my sins. I confessed my wife's sins. I was just praying, crying out to God. And uh, finally, I said, God, I said, God, I'll, I'll serve you. I'll, I'll sing for you. I'll, I'll witness for you. All these things in the back of my mind, I said, preach. And I wouldn't say that. And then finally, I said, Lord, if you want me to preach, I said, Lord, I'll preach. And then that's when I had that peace. That's when I had that peace to come in. And so that evening, uh, the, uh, for our evening service, uh, Dr. Moore preached. Uh, they gave the invitation to come forward to pray. I came forward to pray. I came back to my wife, tears in my eyes. I said, sweetheart, I said, man, God's called me to preach. She said, tell Dr. Moore. And so I went up to told Dr. Moore, he's standing in the front. And I said, Dr. Moore, I said, uh, God's called me to preach. And that was the first time I shouted in church, man, I, man, I let out one of them yells. And so my pastor, this is what he said. He said, well, son, I was wondering how, how long he's going to wait to surrender. And then everybody in the church, oh, I knew God was calling you to preach. That's what nobody told me. Nobody told me, you know. And so uh, I've been preaching now uh, since 1991. And, uh, and then, uh, then right after that, uh, a few years after that, uh, then God began to build my heart by going back to the Chicago area. And so we moved that back to Chicago uh, in 1995. And then there, uh, 1995, uh, we started the, the Lighthouse. Uh, but we were meeting at Sunrise uh, Church. Uh, and so, because they had a facility, we didn't. And they said, hey, y'all can meet here in the afternoons. So we were meeting there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And so, uh, uh, but then one thing led to another. 
I started uh, doing their congregational singing, helping with that. Uh, we moved our time to like one o'clock. And then finally they talked to us about merging together. And so after a year of starting the Lighthouse, we merged together in, uh, 19, uh, in 1996. And then uh, the pastor who was there then, or here then, uh, that's Brother Ed Moore. Uh, he's down in North Carolina. Uh, some of you guys might know him. Uh, Brother Ed Moore, he decided that God had called him to go to Wales to be a missionary. And so when he went to Wales, uh, then the church voted me in as the pastor. And so that was in 1997. And so I've been pastor here ever since then. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but uh, man, that would be just my 23rd year uh, this year. And the church is celebrating 25 years of existence. And so that's a short version of, uh, of what God has done and, and how, how God has helped us. And uh, what, I thought about something when I mentioned that, about how when I got saved and then I got involved with the wrong crowd and, uh, and uh, a whole lot of things took place. But what happened was this, uh, I lost my focus. And that's what I thought about tonight. It's important for us to stay focused. And sometimes we lose focus. Uh, we're serving God, the things of this nature, but if we're not careful, we'll lose focus. And any of us can lose focus. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been serving God, you can lose focus. And I'm thinking about it even right now, today, uh, with the uh, with the COVID-19 situation, uh, with the racial tensions that are going high today, uh, with, the, with the political climate, things that are happening. If we're not careful, uh, we'll lose our focus on what God has called us to do. And that's why it's so important to stay focused. And here's a verse that came to my mind. Uh, if you have your Bibles there, I go to Proverbs uh, chapter number, uh, Proverbs 4, uh, in verse uh, number 25. Proverbs 4, verse 25. The Bible says this in Proverbs uh, 4, verse 25. Uh, the, uh, the, the writer says, let thine eyes, watch this now, let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Say you need to stay focused. Don't lose your focus. And if you're not careful, we'll lose focus. We might focus on jobs. We may focus on uh, 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 even our marriage. Listen, marriage is very important. God puts that first in a, in, in a husband and a, a wife relationship. Uh, but still stay focused. Uh, don't focus on all the things from the outside that the enemy might use to try to get you off course. And so we look at the verse. Number one, he says this. He says, uh, let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyes. Now, I, I can't control Brandon's eyes. I can't control Alex's eyes or Joe's or anyone else's. I can't control what you look at. I can't. But I can control what I look at. I can control what I focus on. And what the writer says here is this. Let thine eyes, your eyes, do what? He says this. He says, let your eyes look, the Bible says, Look right on. And that word look means to like scan. Now you think about that. When you're when you're driving, for example, what do you do? You scan what's going on before you. You're looking not only in the in the right lane or the front line, uh, lane that you're in, but I'm also looking in the, the right lane and what's in front of me. But I'm also looking at the left lane, what's in front of me. I'm looking in this whole area and I'm scanning that area. Uh, that reminds me when, when the uh, the great and the mighty uh, Chicago Cubs uh, won the World Series. 
man, I have myself, myself ball. I'll never forget, I was preaching revival. Uh, they had won the World Series. Uh, the next night I went to preach uh, down there in, uh, in southern part of, uh, of uh, Indiana. Man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm riding back down the road. It's dark. You know, I'm just riding, man. I'm just, man, the Cubs have won. You know, uh, my friends who are White Sox fans, you ain't got nothing to say. You know, we'd have won the championship. I'm riding down the road. Man, then all of a sudden, from my left, I seen something running out front, and it was a deer. And I tried to hit my brakes, but I caught the back end of the deer. And something I might have saw this several years back. It tore the whole front of my car. $4,800 worth of uh, damage that was done. And uh, when you ain't got full coverage, <laughs> you had to pay for that. So nonetheless, when I think about that, I didn't do what I normally do. Normally, when I'm riding down the road, I'm, I'm, I knew this deer country. I normally scan it. I'm looking back and forth to make sure if I do see a deer, I can slow up. But man, I was so pumped. I was so excited because of the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series, but I wasn't scanning what was in front of me. And the writer says here, he says, he says in verse 25, let thine eyes look right on. He says, scan, watch this, what's in front of you. The two words right on mean this. It means be in front or forward. Don't focus on what's behind you. Don't focus on what's on the right side behind you, but focus on what's in, what's in front of you. And you and I, we all have to be uh, made aware of the fact that we need to stay focused on what's in front of us. What has God called us to do? Am I going forward? Am I focusing on what's in front of me or am I focusing on what's behind me? That leads me to this. A lot of times, if you and I are not careful, we focus on past failures. Uh, we, 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 we focus on past fears. Uh, we uh, focus on, uh, on all this stuff behind us, and we can't see what's in front of us. And then we'll get distracted, and boom, man, we have us a spiritual accident. So he says right here in this verse, let thine eyes look right on, be in front of you. And then he says this, and let thine eyelids look straight. I was like, hmm, my eyelids. Well, how do you see my eyelids? Well, you see my eyelids when they're closed. Okay, 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 okay. Well, if my eyelids are closed, and let's say I'm walking, <laughs> I better make sure that I'm walking straight, amen? Especially if I have already scanned the area, and I know, don't try to tell nobody this, but sometimes I've been riding down the road, and my eyes get a little bit heavy. But you know what? I've already looked in front of me. So I close my eyelids. I know just stay straight. Just stay straight. Okay. And then I open my eyes back up. Ooh, man. Praise God. Everything's all right. Amen. Listen, even when you close your eyes, make sure you're focused on what's in front of you. Okay. And then he goes on to say this. He says, let not thine eyes look right or let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight. And then he says this. Before thee, before thee. If all all of us that are here right now were in it, uh, we're running a track uh, on on the, on the track. We all got lanes. I gotta make sure so I don't get disqualified that I stay in my lane, because if I get in the wrong lane, it could cause me to be disqualified or cause me 
to have an accident. When you and I are serving God, listen, I can pray for Brandon, I can pray for Joe, I can pray for Alan, I can pray for whoever, but you know what? I've got to stay focused. Because if I'm focused on what Brandon doing over there? What did what did boom? Now I had what happened? I was looking the wrong direction. Now I done got I done got all messed up and jacked up. I gotta make sure I stay focused. Uh, as young preachers, as preachers, as servants of God, as Christians, especially during these these unusual times, we all have to stay focused. Stay stay focused on what? I'm glad you asked. Go me to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Uh, the Bible says this in Hebrews 12, verse 1. We all know it very well, but Hebrews 12, verse 1, the Bible says this, Hebrews 12 and verse number 1. Uh, we've heard it many a time, but a lot of times we don't apply it. Uh, this is what it says, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us, the Bible says, and let us run with patience, uh-huh, the race that is set before us. Here's the verse. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who are we looking at? Who are we intently focused on in these times? The Bible says, looking unto Jesus. That's what I'm looking to. Listen, I'm, a, I'm an American. I, I love the United States of America, uh, but my, my, my focus is not on the, the president. My focus is not on the Republicans or the Democrats or the governors or the senators or, or the congressmen. My focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. And as long as I'm following him, I'm going to go in the right direction and I'll win the victory. Now, the enemy is going to throw all kinds of things in my path to try to hinder me from going forward or to get me to turn to the left or to turn to the right, and then all of a sudden I find myself in a mess. As a matter of fact, go back to Proverbs. We'll be done here. Go back to Proverbs 4, and look what the Bible says here in Proverbs 4, and uh, in verse number, uh, uh, verse number 27. Proverbs 4, verse 27. The Bible says, God's word, turn not mm, to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Stay focused. Don't get detoured. My, my pastor Talbot Moore, he preaches a sermon on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, 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 don't get detoured. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, years ago, and I remember listening to that message, man, it helped me. It's continuously uh, has helped me and, 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 and staying focused will give us victory. But so often brothers, so often the enemy is going to do whatever he can to get us all focused. Get us off the main message. This is what God called me to do. He called you guys to do was what? Preach the word. Not preach my opinion, not preach how I feel or what I think, but preach the word. And as long as I preach the word, hey, baby, don't get mad at me. <laughs> get mad at God. I didn't say it. I mean, as a pastor, man, there are folks who come to my office and uh, uh, for, for counseling or whatever the case might be. And man, I said, well, now, I said, they asked the question. Now, I said, well, let's look at so-and-so. I give them that scripture. Let's read that verse. Now, I'll jump back. I said, now, I didn't say this. God said, he said, love your enemies. He said, slap them. He said, love them. 
And he says, he says to pray for those who despite the usual. And he didn't say pray like this. Oh, God, blow up their house. Oh, God, take away their car. Oh, fire them from their job. No, no. He didn't say P-R-E-Y. He said P-R-A-Y. Two different praise. Amen. So make sure we are praying the right way. And that will help us to stay focused. And I, now I'll end with this. I never forget uh, when I was in Georgia. And I was working at, uh, I was working at, uh, what was that, GC uh, Avionics. I used to work for uh, Rockwell. We made the Hellfire missiles for the Apache helicopter. But this was at, at GC Avionics. We worked on the, uh, on the uh, oh, I can't think of that vehicle now, but that plane now. But anyway, I'm working with a guy, I won't say his name. I'm working with this guy. And man, he would just look at me. I'm working. I had a lamp that went up like this and came down. I have verses. All of that lamp, you know, when you had those little David breads, whatever, I cut that verse out that meant something to me. I had him all over it. I just, I mean, I love working to serving Jesus. And he'd be standing. And then I, I'd be working. I'd look over there, I'm like, why are you staring at me? He'd just shake his head. Man, I want to slap him. So one day we was working together. I'm over there tending parts. I had a spatula that's real sharp. I had that spatula in my hand. Now, I, I, I know I forget it. I had that spatula in my hand and he started talking about Jesus and it wasn't in a positive way. And I got sick and tired of him. I got sick and tired of him. Jesus needs somebody to defend him. That's me. I said, I looked at him. I called his name. I said, you know what? I don't care. Walter's name. I said, I looked at Walter. I said, you know what? I said, I'll cut your neck, you know, in Jesus name. I, because he talking about Jesus. And I, I, you know, I mean, I ain't, I ain't gonna stand, but I said, man, I cut your neck. I, I cut your neck off, you know? And he looked at me, and as soon as I said, y'all know what happened, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost slapped me upside the head and he said, I don't need you to fight for me, you know? And man, I felt awful afterwards. I've been trying to witness to the man, but now I'm about to cut his neck off. And so I, I, I said, okay, the Holy Spirit said, go and apologize to him. It's lunchtime. Nobody liked Walter on the job. Nobody liked him. He was just, he was, ugh. and I don't forget, I went to security guard. I said, hey, you seen Walter? He said, yeah, Walter's outside. He thought I was going to whoop Walter. I mean, everybody was excited. Somebody about to whoop Walter. And so I saw Walter outside. I walked up to him. I said, hey, man, I said, look, I said, what I said to you, I shouldn't have said. I said, you know, I'm a Christian and, uh, you know, I'm a preacher. <laughs> You know, I was preaching there, y'all. I'm about to come up here to Chicago to start a work. I'm about to cut somebody's neck off in Jesus' name. But nonetheless, and so I said, man, I'm sorry. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. He said, oh, man, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. But y'all know what happened? I lost focus. Because he said some really bad things about Jesus, I had had enough. And so I didn't see the soul that I was about to kill. <laughs> I, I I I saw somebody that was irritating me and that was talking about Jesus and I'd had enough and somebody needs to defend Jesus. But you know what? Even while while our Savior walked on the face of this earth, they mocked him, they spit upon him, they ridiculed him, they even put him on the cross. He could have slew everybody, but he came to die for the sins of the world. You and I have been commissioned to preach the word. We have been commissioned to take this word of God and to give it to all men. And the thing about it is, if I'm not careful, I'll lose focus. And instead of preaching to people, I'll be praying on people, P-E-R-E-Y. And, and then in that case, I won't be fulfilling the great commission that God has called me to. That's why it's so important to stay focused. As, as a pastor, I've had to stay focused. 
There'll be people that will come in and out of your life. Uh, you will help them in so many ways. Two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Then later they might turn their back on you, talk about you. You ain't no good. You're the worst person I've ever met. You got another agenda. It's like, what are you talking about? And if you don't stay focused, you say this. You know what? Forget this. I, I will quit the whole mess. I mean, people talking about me, people attacking me and my character, my motives. You know what? But you know what? When you stay focused, that, that will help us in a, in a tremendous way, a tremendous way. And so uh, I went in with that. They'll read that verse again. Verse 25, uh, Proverbs 4, uh, 425 says, let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. So I, I would encourage you guys, just, just stay focused, man. As you're traveling throughout this journey, just stay focused and don't lose focus and look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. I hope that's a that's good, Brother Clement. Uh, we were talking before we came on, uh, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, too, about, you know, this is 25 years for your church. I'll celebrate, celebrating uh, 25 years this year. Uh, but you've pastored for 23 years there. Um, in those 23 years as a pastor uh, in, the, in the Chicago area, Gary, Indiana, how have you kept your focus as a pastor as we were talking about what i guess what has driven you to to stay in the ministry pretty much how, how have you kept from getting discouraged and, and throwing in the white flag and, and just saying you know what i'm done with it how have you, what what has driven you to keep that focus and, and to stay encouraged and, and stay in the ministry i would guess i probably say one of the most important things is staying in the word uh, stay in the word of God. And I, I'm not sound simple. Well, yeah, yeah, just stay in the word. Okay. But as a pastor, as a preacher, I'm studying for a sermon every week, for Sunday morning, for Sunday night, for midweek. But that's not the same as feeding my own self. So if I'm not feeding my own self and all I'm doing is studying, then what happens is this I'm not feeding my inner man. And so therefore things can affect me a whole lot, a whole lot more uh, than they would they would naturally. And so, like for me, anytime I find myself uh feeling like quitting or saying, you know what, Lord, I had enough, please let me know. I'm ready to go. You know, I mean, I'll be lying to you if I if I didn't say that there have been times I'm like, okay, Lord, all right, we we done learned a lot here. So uh in this class, so it's time to graduate and to go to another class, you know. Uh, but it's because I've not been in the word of God. As long as I stay in the word of God to feed my inner man, feed my soul, uh, that's what's helped me a lot. But also what's helped me uh, is uh, fellowship. Uh, when I first moved to this particular area, uh, there wasn't a lot of fellowship with other pastors. And so I felt like the Lone Ranger. Uh, I felt like, you know, nobody, I'm like, I'm like Elijah. Nobody will love God but me. You know, but that wasn't the truth. But I was by myself. I felt like anyway. And so, therefore, I would get beat up by the enemy. But then we start a fellowship uh, with other pastors. And our, our only agenda, our only agenda was to encourage one another, not to tell each other how to lead the people of God where God has placed us. But we were there only to encourage one another. And uh, that helped also good, good fellowship. Uh, of course, I would go to the camp meetings uh, down south in Georgia and, and other places, Victory. Uh, and uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, let, me, let me tell you something, 2006, uh, was the first time I came to Victory uh, and uh, to uh, to a camp meeting there. And I've been to a lot of camp meetings, and so Brother Billy Sampson, uh, one of our members here at the church, uh, he had been going there uh, for a long time. He said, "He said, Pastor, Brother Clement, 
you need to come to the uh, to the uh, Victory Baptist camp meeting. I was like, I didn't been, I've been, I go to camp meetings all the time. I mean, you know, no, come to camp meeting. So one year, uh, I, I met, after I met Travis Sharp, so I come to the camp meeting. And uh, when I came to the camp meeting, uh, Brother uh, Craig Edwards was preaching. Uh, that sermon, uh, Sacrifice of Praise. i never forget it. Never forget it. He preached on the sacrifice of praise. And man, it blew me away. In my Bible, I've got written down one word, freedom. And I have it underlined. And that day, I was freed from the pressures of the brethren. Because the brethren put a lot of pressures on me. And so uh, unknowingly sometimes, and when I, when, I, when I heard that message, I mean, it helped me so much. And of course, we all know Kenny's uh, Baldwin sermon, uh, Shake It Off. Uh, I was there when he preached that at, at Victory. And I tell you what, man, this shake it off. Man, I, I mean, I tell you what, brother, I, I've watched that so many times, been blessed and encouraged. But all of these things I'm mentioning are things that have helped me. Yeah. Listening to other preachers, uh, especially today. Man, we got so many tools today at our disposal. My goodness. I mean, I can listen to Maze Jackson, uh, Dr. Larry Brown. Uh, I can listen to these guys, man, and be encouraged. And all these things feed you and help you so that you won't quit and that you'll, you'll keep on going. So that's, that's what's helped me out a lot. That and so many other things. Man. Brother Amen. Joe? Yeah, I was, oh, I was actually thinking, Brother Clement, it's, I actually read what you talk you talked about tonight yesterday, huh. and that was I literally wrote what you wrote what you had said down was don't lose focus, mm -hmm. um, and it's just amazing how God does some things like you know how He ties things in together to serve as reminders. And I was also thinking, you know, you this week and the way Brother Kenny was last week they tie in so perfectly together mm -hmm. about you talked about how if you stay focused you'll never fall. And then brother Kenny talked last week about how to never fall. Yeah. So it's just, it's amazing how God has, has tied all this in together to, mm -hmm. um, to encourage us and to stir us. Um, but I want, I do want to say thank you for doing that tonight. But my question is um, what made you start your 60 second, your minute prescriptions that you did? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I was in, actually I was in Pennsylvania. I was in Pennsylvania, Nottingham, Pennsylvania, uh, at a meeting there. And so, uh, man, I don't even remember what year this was. But anyway, uh, I would put verses out. And so, to just encourage people, you know, verses. And so, I just got done preaching a series of, of sermons at our church. It was called, uh, um, uh, uh, it was called um, Prescriptions for Life, a series on Prescriptions for Life. And what I would do when I did that series, I would come out with a, with a doctor's coat on. White doctor's coat. I put that on when it got time to preach, and I would give that prescription for life, the prescription for for worm, prescription for anger, prescription for this. So anyway, I'm in I'm in Pennsylvania. I said I want to do something different that would uh that would really help somebody. I said maybe I could do a video. I said yeah. I said but you know what? If I'm if I'm looking at a video, let's all be honest. You see a video of seven minutes, six minutes. You said right, well I come back and I listen to it later. I yeah. said well what if I do like just one minute, just one minute. Hit it real hard, just one man, take a verse. I said, okay, uh, what would I call that? I just done that series on prescriptions for life. I said, you know what? One minute prescription for today. 
you know. Uh, I don't do them as often as I used to, uh, but that's, that's where it started was in Pennsylvania. And so I said, okay, I got to do this thing in 60 seconds. It's got to be 60 seconds. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm moving hyperventilating, getting oxygen later, uh, but I'm, I'm hitting that thing uh, because I, I want it to be really quick because I want to grab everybody's attention. I don't want y'all to leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I want you to stay right there with me. Uh, and so uh, that's, that's, why, that's where I came in. From, uh, I was in Pennsylvania when it, where it happened at Nottingham Baptist Church. And that's, that's the first place I did. Well, Brother Clement, I will tell you this. It definitely encourages me yes. to yes. see you come on there. And, you know, we, we at the college, the first, I think, it was probably the first time I ever saw that. I went up to Brother Drew, and I was like, Drew, have you seen this guy yet? I was like, he's so fun to watch. I was like, he like he's just so full of energy. And, um, I mean, first, as soon as we found out you were getting on here tonight, we were like, he has got to open up with this famous well. <laughs> yes. He's got yeah. to do it. But I will say this. My favorite one you've done is probably the one where you throw the – snake up and hit it with the baseball bat and uh you know at the, I, I i love that one but uh i do want to say that i, I thank you for doing those because they really do encourage us and encourage me you know what i like about that video the one you just mentioned i was so glad that i actually hit the snake and i didn't miss <laughs> <laughs> brother Clemens, we have a uh, we have a tradition on this podcast that we started uh -oh. at the beginning of season two with Brother Brent, and then followed on last week to Brother Kenny, and uh, Brother Drew has started a list. Uh, he asks a question to each to each guest, and he has started the list writing down that answers. So I'm going to let Brother Drew carry on our, our season two tradition, or his <laughs> season two tradition. Okay, all right. Well, I got two questions for you, but I'll start with the one he asked. So I've asked Brother Brent and Brother Kenny, and Brother Brent actually said somewhere near Chicago, I think is what he said, um, but you travel a lot. Where has your favorite place been to eat? I'm talking about whenever you get scheduled to preach a meeting, you don't even really care about the revival. You care more, but I get to eat at this place. That, that <laughs> kind of that, that good. Well, I guess uh, but if you're not counting here where I live at, because, you know, yeah. I, I, like, I like rib tips. Big Daddy's Barbecue is one of my favorites. But if I'm preaching out somewhere, it's, it's going to be in, in the Pennsylvania area, man, i got to have me a cheesesteak. I've got to have me a cheesesteak. You say, where from? I don't care. I, I, man, I go to Wawa. I'm going to have familiar are with the Pennsylvania area. But they got a place called Wawa. And uh, and I said, man, take me to Wawa. I want to get me a, a cheesesteak. Wawa? Man, we got pets. We've got, listen, I can't get the pets. I want, give me Wawa, you know. And uh, and so, but it's a cheesesteak, man. A cheese, uh, oh, man. They'll, they'll, nobody makes them like they do up in that area, guys. I'm talking about they'll have that meat. And that cheese is soaked all in that meat. And, man, I get mine with some hot peppers on there. Oh, oh. man. Oh, <laughs> I'm just getting choked up thinking about it. But nonetheless, man, you get you one of those jokers, man, and that is so good. That's one of my favorites, though. What, what favorites. Drew does is he'll ask these questions, and then he writes them down, and he's going to travel to these places to eat. And that's, that's what he's doing. He's putting them together a, a bucket list. Okay. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing. If you go if you go into the Philadelphia area, the, the my favorites are the vendors off the street that have the Philly cheesesteaks. Those are my favorite. The others are all good too, but those there, man, are straight off the street in those little metal carts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, I'm hungry now thinking about that. <laughs> um, 
But my second question, where did well glory come from? Was that just a natural instinct or what sparked it? Because, I mean, I feel like every time I see a video, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's always, I mean, when we think of Clement Chappelle, we think of woman prescriptions and well glory, where did it come from? The, our, our first thing when we decided to have you on here, the, the first thing that was said about you was he's starting out the podcast with Will Glory. Because that's our that that's our mindset when we hear of Clement Chappelle is Well Glory. You know what? I be honest with you guys, I really don't remember how it started. Uh because uh if you were to look at my, my first videos, I would I would say Well Glory, but it wasn't like that. But I think I must have been really pumped up and excited when I did one of the videos and I just came out with Well Oh, but I, it just, I, I was, I was pumped up. I was excited. I was ready to go. Uh, but I don't know exactly when it happened, but man, I, I know I must've been pumped up and excited. And I just been doing it ever since. As a matter of fact, I was actually, when we went to the, uh, the, uh, the rise conference in, in uh, Tennessee, we was, uh, dropping the girls off at their hotel where they were staying at. And I was riding by and the guy was working off his truck. And then he said, well, glory. I'm looking at this guy. You know, I'm like, who is this guy? He works there in uh in uh in uh where, where's not Pigeon Forge? What is it? Um, uh, Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. And he said, I've seen your videos. I'm like, I he wasn't there for the conference. He was just working. Wow. And was on his truck and had saw me there. I was like, man, that that scared me half to death. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I want to be encouraging people, man. I mean, because you know what, we got a lot of. We got a lot of negativity as it is, but man, something you know, I, I want to put a smile on somebody's face, but more than that, I want to give them some word that they can feed from. Amen. Yeah. Brother Alex. I guess. My camera's been acting up. Sorry about that. But I hear whenever we get to go to a meeting, you know, hear a preacher say, well, from anywhere, but if you had to pick one spot, what would be your favorite like book of Bible or verse study? So somebody repeat that. He was kind of talking he, about uh, he broke up, but favorite I think book of the Bible or verse yeah. to study out of. But well, of course, all of it's good. Uh the first one that comes to my mind is Philippians, chapter four. And uh in chapter four, uh, of course, you know, there's a lot of great verses in there. Uh, and uh, it's the book of joy, you know. Uh, it's one of the first books I studied out, you know. So I, I really like Philippians. Uh, my my verse I use a lot those Proverbs three, verse five and six. Uh, but I I would say Philippians, you know. Plus, if you get, if you guys got your Bible, I'm gonna show you something real quick. Look at Philippians chapter four. I'm gonna show you something. And uh, and uh, the Bible says in Philippians four, and verse number three. It says this, and I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Now I let people know, that's how I know my name in the book of life. He said Clement also, and my name Clement is a derivative from Clement, so I'm like, I know my name's in the book of life. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Anybody else got a question or anything they want to add? Yeah, I'll ask Brother Clement a question. Uh, Brother Clement, now we, we've talked about your, um, your, you're famous for the six, the, 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 you know, the minute 
prescription. But if you had one sermon that was your favorite that you preach, what would it be? That's a hard one, brother. That's a hard one. Because, uh, you know, I've, I've been preaching since 91. So I've preached a lot of sermons. But there is one that's coming to my mind right now. I haven't preached it lately in a while. Uh, but it's called I Ain't Dead Yet. And uh, I, I like that sermon. That sermon is about Paul. Uh, when they've beaten Paul, and they've, you know, he's, he's laid out there, they think he's dead. Uh, but I say, he said, I ain't dead yet, because he's laid out there. And then all of a sudden, they see him moving, you know, and uh, they realize that he's not dead yet. And he gets back up and he goes back in the town to the same place where they had beat him, you know. Right. Uh, so I like that sermon. I had preached a long time, but uh, I ain't dead yet. But uh, man, there's so many sermons, brothers. There's, uh, there's just so many. There's just so many. Uh, but that's one of them. Uh, uh, dead men uh, don't talk. Uh, I, these are some of that I preach. I used to preach a lot back in the day. Uh, dead men don't talk it has to do with uh, has to do with uh, Lazarus uh, when he had when he had when he had died and how when the, when the when the guys came and uh, and they wanted to kill Jesus. And the Bible says and Lazarus too, because Lazarus was also a witness of what Jesus had done. So if they could kill Lazarus, dead men don't talk. So he couldn't be a witness. So like you and I, if the enemy can destroy our life, then we're not able to talk about what God has done for us. So that, that's one of the messages to dead men don't talk. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's just a lot. A lot. Amen. Mm. I've got one more. Um, on a more serious note, we uh, talked to Brother Kenny Baldwin about this last week. Um, and before I get into this question, I know we can, Brandon can edit out or whatever. Um, and I want to start off by saying, as a panel, we agree that we do not view you as an African-American pastor. We view you as a fellow Christian and man of God in the faith. Um, but yeah. with these times and everything going on in America, how has being an African-American pastor impacted you? And how can we be better to make strides toward being where God has called us to be as far as treating people of, all, of any kind, regardless of what it is? How can how can you just give us a little bit of insight from your perspective on that? Okay. Well, now for me, my, my situation, of course, is unique uh, in my case, uh, because our church is not predominantly uh, a black church. You know, our church is, is, is uh, Caucasian, is black and it's Hispanic. Uh, as a matter of fact, our church, we probably have uh, it's probably about 55 percent uh, Caucasian, 35 uh, percent. Uh, black, 10% Hispanic is our church. So because of that, and then of course, you know where we live at. Uh, and so uh, uh, to me, just staying focused. You know, like I, I mentioned a few moments ago, don't get distracted about the, uh, from the message that God has called me to do, okay? Right. Uh, if, you, if you look at my Facebook page, I don't, uh, uh, you're not gonna find anything like that on my Facebook page. I said, well, why not? Well. I'd rather talk to you face to face, you know, uh, because when you when you try to put things down in writing, uh, and if unless you're a great wordsmith and you just I mean you can put words together and really express how you actually feel, you can say one word and somebody will take it and twist it, and now you're going to spend the next thirty minutes trying to explain what you were trying to say, and then even in trying to explain that, they're going to find something else in what you're. So it's different though when you and I are talking like this. Because we can, we can, we can, we can talk, you know, uh, back and forth with one another. 
But I think the main thing is just focusing on the message. Don't don't get caught up in the like in our church. I don't see our members as uh, you know that's the, the that's the white uh, 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 bill, and that's the that's the black bill, or 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 wherever, or wherever the case might be. I just see them as bill. I really do. Right. You know. And uh, and uh, for me to be their pastor, they don't say, "Well, I got a black pastor." It's like, "Well, that's Pastor Chappelle. That's my pastor. I Man, he's been my pastor for twenty years." You know, uh, but I, I think just stand stand with the message. Don't get don't get don't lose focus on. Because see, the enemy right. wants to, to to tear us apart. Right. And right now, uh, in Christianity, man, you've got you've got white Christians looking at black Christians a certain way, and black Christians looking at white Christians a certain way. No, wait a minute, guys. We, we all got the same daddy because yeah, we're all man. Christians, you know. So when we all start uh, uh, attacking each other, that means we're divided. And then the enemy is going to be able to to hinder us that much more, you know. So my main thing is, man, listen, I'm just going to give you the word. Let the word do the work. Uh, we understand that our country is not perfect. But let's, hey, let's just be honest. Y- y'all help me if I'm wrong. I don't know any other country that people are literally dying to get into. I don't know it, you know. So what does that say about America? Yeah, that right. says that America is the most unique country on the face of this earth. And the enemy wants to destroy this country in any way that he can, Absolutely. you know, uh, whether he magnifies things or or tries to to uh, to, to lower uh, things. Whatever the case might be, he's going to do whatever he can to try to, to, to hinder our country. You know, I mean, like me, I'm American, I'm red, white, and blue. Listen. You know, Fourth of July is coming up. I'm gonna have my flag out, and then there'll be some people. Why you got that flag out? Well, because it's, I'm an American. You know, my my relatives have fought and died uh, for this country. You know, now there's nothing wrong with having differences of opinions, but in our country today, it's almost like if you differ in opinion from me, then you know you are this or you are that. You know, we can't talk no more. We can't hang out no more. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened to liberty? What happened to, and, and as far as justice, listen, the Bible is true. Right. None of us are going to get true justice until Jesus Christ comes back. That's the bottom line. You know, we, we're preaching right now on the return of Jesus Christ. And on yeah. the return of Jesus Christ, uh, the Bible, my fact, let me just see you guys, over in Revelation chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19, uh, this is what the Bible says in verse uh, number 11, uh, Revelation 19, verse 11, the Bible says, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And then the Bible says, and in righteousness, watch this, he doth judge and make war. This is at the second coming of Christ. The Bible says that in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. He's come to set things straight. So I don't care who you are. It, it, it don't matter. You, none of us will get what we want as far as true justice is, is concerned because man doesn't have the remedy. Jesus Christ has the remedy. And that's why as long as we stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, I think that'll help us to, uh, to go in the right direction no matter what, no matter what your uh, ethnicity, uh, no matter what your background, rich, poor, it don't matter as long as we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I try to do. I try to stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, serving him. And uh, even when people say things, I'm like, man, I they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, unless me and them are talking together, listen, I can't really, I'm not going to change nobody. I Listen, when a person is lost, now we all know this, I can't, we can't change nobody's heart. We ain't got that kind of power. Right. Only Jesus Christ can change a person's right. heart. Only he can do that. 
And that's that's why I try to stay focused there, you know, with, is with that. Man, thank you, Brother Clement, for, for sharing that. And uh, thank you, Drew, for asking that question. Um, anybody got anything else? Everybody good? I'm going to ask uh, Brother Drew, if he will, to close us in prayer, and then uh, we'll we'll close out the episode. Amen. Hey, thank you guys, too, for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope I was some type of encouragement. Even if it's small. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this time and just this opportunity. Yes, God, for this man of God that you put before us tonight, God, for his words of wisdom. Um, God, that I believe that you spoke through him tonight, God. You know that he gave me exactly what I needed. God, and I pray that many others would feel the same way about it. God, I pray that you touch this man. God, I pray that you bless him. God, bless him and his family, him and his church. God, I pray that you just increase them. God, and I pray that you would just make sure that it's known that it's you're the one doing it. God, thank yes. you for allowing him to take his time and in taking time away from his family to do this. God, he didn't have to. God, so I pray that you reward him for that. God, I pray that you use this video, God, to touch the hearts and lives of people, God, yes. who may be struggling, God, who needs you. God, I thank you for your presence, God, that I feel so real tonight. God, I love you, and I thank you for yeah. all of your many blessings. Yes. And it's in your son's name I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Before we end, Joe, did you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to say this, man. I wanted to say, guys, we got really lucky. We got two of the world-famous Well Glories tonight. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got lucky, fellas. You know, <laughs> Brother, Brother Clement, I know we joke about it, but I, I wish you knew how, mu- how much that encourages us. Yes. When, when we're in that dorm house and, you know, Brother Drew's in the other room and I hear – well, glory, come over his phone. I'm like, hey, it's Brother Clement, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually never met you in person, but I do look forward to doing it. So, yeah. That's encouraging to me, guys. It really is, you know. Mm-hmm. And you guys, man, listen, I, I know you guys, you know, you're, you're young preachers serving God. Man, just guys, just stay focused, man, because there's so much stuff to to try to, to, to pull us in the wrong direction, you know. Uh, I'm thinking right now about a young man. Uh, he has surrendered to be a missionary. I was single and uh, loved God, loved serving God. And so, uh, but of course, he wanted a, he wanted a spouse. And so uh, he did want to you know, find a wife and all that. Uh, but then he got distracted. You know, he never went to the mission field, never went. And they were, they were married for about, about 12, 15 years or so. And then they wound up getting divorced, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, he's trying to get back going now. But I was like, man, I mean, he had so much potential so much this is stay focused guys you know and you see temptation coming run as fast as you can you know be like joseph man if you gotta leave stuff behind leave it behind and just get up out of there yeah man amen uh i'd like to say something before we close out uh for those of you still watching or still listening um us here at the panel at preacher talk want to say thank you um, each week after our episodes, before we record our next one, uh, we look at the numbers and it's not because we take pride in the numbers. It's not because we want to say, Oh, look how many people we reached this, this week. It's because we want to know how we're affecting people, how this is reaching people and what we can do to better reach you and to better help you. Uh, there's many people that click on for probably three seconds and, and come off, but there, there's, there's a lot of people that watch this all the way through. So if you're still watching, we want to say thank you. This is why we do it. We do this to, to be an encouragement to you. We do this to help you. We, this I say this many times, and Drew says this many times, and Joe and Alex. This started out 
as we were just going to get on with preachers just to talk for a little bit and help us. But then we decided, how can we help others? And this is how we're doing it. So we want to say thank you to you guys. That This is why we do it. Um, Joe, can, can we talk about next week? Or should Yeah, and, and I, I do want to say something as well. Um, last week, we set a goal of 25 shares. And as of tonight, we're at 23. Yeah. So this is what I want. This is what I want us to do. I want you guys to share this video. Um, if you're still watching, please, please, please share it. This isn't about getting preacher talk out there. This isn't about getting us out there. It's about getting the gospel out there. Yeah. So please share it. We want to get 25 shares so we can make our influence and our outreach as great as possible. And um, next week we've actually got a you know an awesome surprise, and I'll let Brother Brandon tell y'all about that and then we'll we have on. a very unique opportunity next week um from the start of this podcast we've talked about who can we get on here sorry I, i'm i'm just I, i'm excited about next week um we've run different names through through our minds and different things and next week we have the opportunity to speak with one of my heroes uh, one of one of the big heroes of the faith, a man that has traveled this country and preached, a man that has invested in young preachers' lives, a man that has invested in many lives around this country. He founded Victory Baptist Church 45 years ago. He founded Victory Baptist College. Um, he is the pastor emeritus now of Victory Baptist Church, the, the previous pastor before C.T. Townsend. Next week, we have... Uh, the opportunity to speak with uh, Dr. Larry Brown. Amen. And uh, this, this will be a double episode. We will be uh, recording with, with Dr. Brown and also with Josh Tesh, who is the youth pastor here. Josh sat under Dr. Brown for many, many years and helped him. Dr. Brown was an encouragement to him. I remember five years ago when I moved here and uh, I, I came to Victory and Dr. Brown was here. And the first time I met him, he said, son, if you ever do anything for the Lord, he said, stay in, stay with it. He said, don't give up. And the, the, this, this man started this church in his living room with yeah. nine people. And now it's, it's, we, we've got, we, we average about 2,500, you know, and, and this, this man is a tremendous man of God. So please, please share this video. Do not miss next week. It'll be a unique episode. Uh, we, we will be um, on, on a, a different way. Um, it, it, we will be in person with Dr. Brown. So uh, please, you do not want to miss this. So please share this. Let's get the word out. So y'all y'all tune in next week. Uh, we're, we're so excited about it. And uh, y'all won't want to miss it. But thank you guys for watching this week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again to Brother Clement for joining us. Uh, thank you. A, a, yes, it was a tremendous encouragement and a blessing to me. I know it helped me and these guys as well. So uh, thank you, Brother Clement, for coming on. And uh, thank you guys thank you. for joining us this week. Uh, Y'all like and share this video. And, and for those of you listening on, on any podcast platform, uh, y'all y'all can y'all can share the link as well. So uh, we thank y'all. We love you guys. We hope you have a great weekend, a great July 4th weekend. And uh, enjoy the week with your family. God bless. Hey, can I say one more thing before I go? Yes, sir. Wow, glory. Hey, oh, hallelujah. Praise <laughs> God. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. <laughs>